Thank you. You can be seated. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. Good to see everybody out today and celebrating and uh, just getting over the Christmas, uh, whatever that's called. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope you all had a great, great Christmas and enjoyed family and one another. Today we're honored and uh, really privileged to uh, dedicate some children unto the Lord. And that's always a very, very special time in the life of the church uh, because we believe that when we uh, bless our children and we dedicate them unto the Lord, that we're believing by faith that one day they'll give their life to Christ. And, uh, and uh, so we get to participate in God's grace today by being a part of these baby dedications. All of us get to be a part of that. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 19, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them, but the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So we have some families today that are going to bring their children. You can come right up now and, and we're going to dedicate their children to the Lord. And uh, we all get to participate in this and get to be a part of this wonderful time of dedication today. Let's give them a hand. So they come, kind of feel like they're nervous. She's not nervous. She could just line right here. Stop right there. Y'all can move right here. Just move this way a little bit. So I get you kind of centered up here a little bit. I want to talk to you a minute before we uh, dedicate your children. Because really, parents, this is about you. This is about your life and how you're going to train your children uh, to grow up to know Jesus. In presenting this child, your child, or children for dedication, you signify not only your faith in Christ or in the Christian religion, but you also desire that your children may know and follow the will of God, and may live and die Christian, and come unto everlasting blessedness. But in order to attain this holy end, it will be your duty as parents to teach, uh, this, to teach your children early the fear of the Lord. Not to be afraid of the Lord, but to reverence the Lord, and to, uh, and to appreciate all that God is and means in our life, in their lives. To watch over them, uh, that they not be led astray to direct their minds to the Scripture. And so as parents, it's your, our obligation to uh, teach our children the Scriptures and uh, to direct them to church and to restrain them and watch over them that the people they associate with uh, are of good character. As much as, so as much as it lies in you to bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, will you endeavor to do so by the help of God? If so, say we will. All right. So, congregation, I want to ask you now, as the body of Christ here at Salem Fields Community Church, uh, will you do all that you can to encourage these parents and to walk along beside them and to endeavor, endeavor to fulfill, uh, to help them fulfill their responsibility to their children by nurturing their spiritual growth and to be a part of their lives as much as possible in the church today? If so, say we will. Amen. Amen. All right. Is, a, is there other family members with, uh, with them that would like to stand that we could recognize you being here today? Any other family? Everybody's up here? Well, that's good. So, all right. 
Mackenzie's going to assist me here with the Bibles and things like that. So, uh, do y'all know Mackenzie? Mackenzie is our uh, children's part of our children's ministry team, and we welcome her today. So, dads, I'm going to ask you as you hand me your children, that your child, that you'll just give me uh, their name. Their full name would be great. Wow, I'm not. Kelsey, look at this little jewel, and she loves me. <laughs> Father, we dedicate Kelsey to you today in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you today for this child. We dedicate her, Lord, to you and believe, God, that one day this precious little baby girl will accept Jesus Christ as her Savior. We pray blessings over the parents. We ask that you would bless them and fill them with your spirit and help them, Lord, to raise this child to love you and to know you, God. And we're believing one day she'll accept you as her Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh, she's too precious. I can't. I'm afraid I'm going to break her. <laughs> oh, made it. All of them? No, just this one. Just, just this one? Just the last one. Okay. Oh, my goodness. What's his full name, Tim? Nathan Graham. Nathan, Na Nathan. Uh, Grace, uh, Nathan. Nathan Graham Path. Nathan, I dedicate you to Jesus in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nathan, we pray for you today and believe that one day, God, if, that you would accept Jesus as your personal Savior. I pray that you would watch over the parents and this family. God, what a precious family. And God, we're believing that, uh, God, that you have them in your care. Help this family. Lord, as they raise these three children, especially Nathan, to know you as their Lord and Savior, we've dedicated him to you and believe by faith that one day he will know you, love you, and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Nathan. I think she wants me back. Can I hold you just one minute? I won't take long. And I'll be really gentle. What's her name? Morgan Louise Morgan, Louise Lane. Morgan, Louise, I dedicate you to Jesus in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Believe in Morgan that one day you'll come to know Jesus, that you'll accept him as your personal Savior. And God, we're thankful for this family. We're thankful, God, that you brought them to this place today where they're dedicating Morgan to you, believing, God, uh, that uh, you're going to take care of her and bless her, and we just pray you'll help them as they endeavor to do all they can in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. <laughs> All right, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. You. She wants me back, I think. I want to say something about baptism. Today uh, we're going to do baptisms, and baptisms signifies that we believe in Jesus Christ, and uh, we're excited about that. Uh, baptism does not save us, but baptism says to everyone around us that we're Christians, that we believe in Jesus Christ. And when we go under the water, we're recognizing and identifying with Jesus' death. And when we come up out of the water, we're identifying and celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you've never been baptized, it's a really, really important part of your process and uh, your spiritual growth and becoming all that God wants you to be. And... Uh, and maybe you didn't come prepared, but you say, you know what, I want to be baptized. Well, you can get in line and get baptized uh, if you'd like. We got some extra towels, but I can't say we got any extra clothes. Uh, 
But you get baptized because, number one, Jesus commands us to be baptized. He says that we need to be baptized, and he showed us by his example. And so today, there's some people that, uh, folks that have uh, signified their uh, faith and belief in Jesus Christ, and they're going to be baptized. And I just wanted to make sure that all of us are invited to be baptized today, and we appreciate that, and God bless you. My name is Kira Severson, and I am eight years old. A few weeks ago, I asked my mom and dad if I could get baptized, and they asked, why do you want to get baptized? And I said, because, um, because I believe in Jesus very much, and I believe that I should show everyone in this church that I, and everyone online, that I believe, that I believe in him, and... I love him very much. Hi, my name is Carrie, and I'm in Hi, my name is Carrie, and I'm in Mrs. Denise's class. I'm eight years old. I want to be baptized today because I want to live my life following Jesus, and the best way to do that is to let the Holy Spirit go and live in your body. He will help me make good choices in life and be true to myself no matter what. I want to thank Mrs. Denise, Mrs. Ken McKenzie, Pastor Michelle, and Mommy and Daddy for helping me learn and care about Jesus. I love Jesus. Hello, my name is Anthony. I am 11, I'm 11, and I am here to be baptized today because I want, I want to have a better attitude and because Jesus lives in my heart. I'm Kaylin. I'm 15. I accepted Jesus into my heart in the year 2017. Before I did, I was going through a lot. After I accepted Jesus and he helped me through trials such as self-harm, drug abuse, and other things, I understand that Jesus is here for me and the people around me. I understand I'm only human and I'll make mistakes, but as long as I have Jesus in my heart and ask him for forgiveness and pray, I'll be okay. I know I'm never alone when I have Jesus and I'm being baptized to show a declaration of my faith in another chapter in the journey of my life. Hello, my name is Alan Seeley. Many people know my name, but little know my story. Through all the hardships I've been through, two things have been consistent, my mom and Christ. Can't say the same for my football team, but it happens. From not knowing where I was going to sleep the next night to baseball scholarships and signing autographs. I know the Lord was with me the entire way. This past year has been a roller coaster with my grandfather and my fiance's grandmother, Sandy, passing away, but also brought a new nephew in my recent engagement with the love of my life. I thank God every day for the life I've lived and the family and friends that surround me, and this is why I want to be baptized today. Thank you. Hello, my name is Tristan Schaefer, and I accept Jesus Christ into my
Hi, my name is Beth, and I have accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, and I look forward to my next journey. Thank you. Hello, I am uh, Terry Schaefer, and I actually just accepted Jesus Christ this morning, and I am ready to take the next step. Hi, my name is Ryan Robinson, and I, uh, on Christmas Eve, I accepted Jesus Christ, and I thank all my family and friends for helping me on the way of my journey for life. My name is Ray Robinson. Uh, I'm going to get baptized with my son. Just want to make Jesus number one in my heart. All right, everybody, let's stand together as they get baptized. And what we like to do at um, celebration services is kind of come around the pool and celebrate everybody as they get baptized. Shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Last 
want to give that one more opportunity if you know, you've been moved and you feel that God's calling you to be baptized in this moment. We still want to give you that opportunity. It's not too late. So if you want to come forward and you say, you know what, I don't want to wait anymore. I want to do it. Go ahead and, and come forward. Don't be shy. Anybody? All right. Well, we're going to continue to worship. And uh, so just join us in song right now. to me and it's why I 
Father, we praise you. God, we celebrate you this morning. God, seeing every single life that you've touched, choices made to follow you. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just continue to just draw people closer to you, Lord. God, that you would just continue to move in each and every single one of us, God. Always leave us changed because we've come to know you more, because you've spoken to us, because we've met with you, God. God, let us just know your heart, Lord. God, and we just want to honor you, and we just want to praise you, not just with our, our lips, God, but with our lives. So move in us this morning. Continue to speak to us. Continue to draw us closer to your heart, God. It's what we long for. It's what we desire, God. And we just pray that you will forever be praised through the way we live, love, and serve. God, thank you for all that's taking place here this morning and all that's going to continue to take place, God, far beyond this moment, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. All right, well, we're so glad everyone's here today. Um, how many have never been to celebration service before? There's a few of you out there. It's, a, it's an awesome time, so I hope that you'll make it a point to come next time we have one. Well, we have um, a couple of announcements this morning as we're getting going here. Um, we have in the program, there's a little connection card. If you would take a few moments and just fill that out with any prayer requests or questions or anything that you might want to put on there if you want to update your information in our systems. Um, it is the end of the year, so we'll be having some more information about getting your tax papers and all that, that fun stuff together. But if you mark that on there um, with any questions you have. Um, year in giving is, is upon us. I cannot believe that tomorrow is the last day of 2018. Holla. Was it a bad year for anyone else? Because it was a tough year for me, I'm not going to lie. So I'll be, I don't really know if it works like that, but I'm counting on Tuesday just being like, oh, it's going to be a killer year, right? So I'm starting off strong on Tuesday. But if um, you want to get in your last minute giving before that or um, your Thanksgiving offering that we have um, been doing for the past couple months, you can fill that out um, and put it in the box out there or do it at the kiosks or all that stuff. But your regular tithes and offerings, um, we're going to take those in just a few moments. We have multiple ways that you can give in that. The buckets are going to come in a few moments um, during the next song that we do. You can do check, cash. Um, there's the kiosk out there, we would love for you to give via the app that you can download in the app store on your phones, obviously, or your tablets or whatever um, thing that you use. I have both, so because I'm that kind of person. But um, you can do that on there. It's really easy to give through the app. And you can also, that we have this thing that you can, um, what is that called? Um, automatic withdrawal. It seems like a common thing to say, but you can get more information about that. Um, just fill that out on your little envelope out there. If you don't have an envelope, there's some in the programs or an usher can get you one of those. But we're going to do that in just a few moments. Um, a couple of other things. If you have Facebook, you can pull out the phone while you're downloading the app and check in on Facebook and just let everyone know that you're here and that we're celebrating today and invite them to come back with you next week into our regular services. We have a service at 6 o'clock on Saturdays and one at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings and a 11 o'clock. So we're getting back right into the swing. But next week, 
we are going to be doing something awesome. We're going to have first week. So that will start on Saturday night. That's a time that we come together in a time of revival. Um, we have three different speakers this year. Saturday and Sunday, we have Nate Burns, and he's an awesome guy. I just really love him. And he's going to have a different message for each of those services on Saturday and Sunday. So we want you to come out for all three of those if you can make it. And then Monday, we have Greg Wakefield and on Tuesday, we have Adrian Mills. They're all three pastors here in the state of Virginia, and they're great guys. Um, so plan on coming out for that. There's dinner on Monday night and Tuesday night starting at 6.15, but the service starts at 7. So I think that's all that we have. If you're a first-time guest, um, I'm way out of order, so I'm sorry about that. But if you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you here this morning. We do have a gift for you as you leave, so make sure you pick that up. And we are going to continue this morning. We have one thing that we like to do during these services, recognize different things that have happened over the past several months here at Salem Fields. And we have had two major mission trips that have happened. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up Pastor Colin. He's not really a pastor, but he is. Um, because he pastored two trips um, across the pastor. world. Yeah. He's denying, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so we had two trips. Uh, we had a lot of uh, missions that we did this year. So uh, we'll start with Cambodia. So let me get Kelly and Tim to come on up. <clears throat> so we went to Cambodia. <clears throat> yeah, frog. Uh, so we went to Cambodia in uh, late November, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, we went over there to train some pastors. So I'm going to let Kelly start with that because Kelly did the bulk of the training. Oh, boy, yeah. It was a real privilege. We were able to, um, well, the long story short about Cambodia, it's 98% Buddhist. Uh, it's a country that's suffering uh, completely from PTSD from the Khmer Rouge. They lost over 2 million people to the oppression of their own government. And so these people are very hopeless, a lot of darkness in the, in the place. But there's a group of pastors that are uh, changing the world and pushing back the darkness there and bringing hope. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So I had the privilege of, of training these pastors on their road to ordination, um, which is really great. So we did a week-long training out in the villages. Um, we stayed with them. We ate with them. Uh, we took naps on uh, little rolled-out carpet things. It was just crazy. So uh, a lot of interesting experiences. But I'll tell you that um, the Church of Jesus is alive and well in Cambodia, and it is they're fighting the good fight, and they are pushing back darkness every day. Um, the trafficking that is happening in that country is unbelievable, and um, these pastors are in every village are stopping it. They're standing up against it. Rolf and Deb Kleinfeld, who are our missionaries, uh, they are doing an amazing work uh, in in our name, and so it, it was just so humbling to be a part of their journey and watching these pastors absorb and grow. And you should hear them praise God. And man, they just, um, it's incredible. I, I, I'll just tell you one quick story. And uh, I was, part of the training was how does the church address divorce and the different things? I mean, they struggle with that just like we do. And uh, I asked, had anybody um, been struggling in that way or had any issues? And one, one young pastor, a male, raised his hand. And so I was able to talk to him afterwards. And when he accepted Jesus, his family left him. Uh, his wife took his kids and, and ran and, uh, because she was so ashamed that he decided to follow Jesus. And so his commitment uh, cost him everything. And that's not an unusual story for them. Their commitment cost them everything. And so 
it was a real privilege to be able to uh, to work with those people and and see them growing in their faith and standing up for the cause of Christ. And they send greetings to all of you. They wanted me to make sure and tell you that they love you and they thank you for supporting Roth and Deb and supporting what they're doing and standing with them here. So it was great. Hi. Uh, I just want to say thanks to my wife for uh, supporting what was now my 12th mission trip uh, and suffering through those three kids there for uh, eight days by herself. Uh, so thank you. And uh, again, just to, to sort of dovetail with what uh, Kelly said, uh, Cambodia is an amazing place. It's got a, it's an ancient culture and a very tortured history. Um, unique from my perspective with this mission trip was this was really the first time I went on a mission trip where the people we visited were actually missionaries. So you have, uh, which is essentially the, you know, the, the Americans, the white people down the street, ministering in this foreign country, and they've been there for like, what, 15 years, I guess? Uh, and, it's a, and it's a struggle. And I think the, the, the biggest challenge they have, and I think probably one of, the, one of the purposes of the why was to solicit support. And what they need is long-term support. They need someone to come and replace them, <laughs> essentially. I mean, they're, they're kind of at the end of their tether from a, from a job perspective, uh, and they're looking for someone to pick up that yoke and, and, and sort of continue their ministry there. So uh, I think my two travel companions, uh, certainly Colin's a very talented videographer and tech guy. Uh, Kelly, the, certainly the, 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 the religious and uh, pastoral part of this, and me as the carrier of heavy things and eater of all foods. So, <laughs> thank you. So, with one of the things that I, one of the big takeaways that I, anytime I go on these mission trips, I always have a lot of takeaways. And this one was so many of the other trips I've been on, you go there and you just see so much hope in people's eyes, no matter where it is, these third world countries. But Cambodia is a, Buddhist country. It's 95% Buddhist. Uh, it's a common saying there that to be Cambodian is to be Buddhist. To be Buddhist is to be Cambodian. There's only 1% Christian. Uh, only 1% of the population is Christian. And like Kelly was saying, if you become a Christian, you're, you're really leaving, uh, denying your family. And uh, they do uh, a lot of the Buddhist is ancestral worship. So when you leave the Buddhist faith, you are basically condemning your ancestors to hell in their eyes. So it's a, it's a big deal to um, come to Christ in Cambodia. And, uh, but the people who don't, don't have Christ, one of the things that I, uh, that I saw that, was, that stood out to me was the inherent sadness. Uh, they're just coming out of 20 years of uh, genocide. It's from the 70s to the 90s. The Khmer Rouge killed about 2 million people uh, in their country. 60% uh, of the country suffers from some sort of PT PTSD. Uh, and there's just this inherent sadness and um, this lack of self-worth and value. Deb tells a story, the missionary that we were, were there supporting. She tells us one story that happened to her several years ago. She was uh, walking um, uh, somewhere, I don't know where she was going, but she met uh, a young mother who had this little baby. And uh, Deb speaks Khmer, the language there. And so she was talking to her, and she was just talking about how beautiful her little baby was. And the mom said, would you like to have her? Uh because there's no value there. And if she could give her baby away for some money, she could maybe support the rest of her family. So that's, you know, that really struck me, you know, that no matter where we are here in the States, I can't imagine any of us considering to give a family member away, you know. Um, so that's the kind of thing that, uh, that, uh, that Rolf and Deb are uh, fighting there. So it's, uh, it's a, it was pretty amazing, amazing to go and serve, to help develop new pastors that will actually 
reach out. So this is one of the things that our Thanksgiving offering supports and that you all have a part in. So thanks, guys. It was a great trip. <clears throat> we also had another trip to Guatemala that I went on. So if I can have the Guatemala team come on up. Uh, so this was a trip. We went down uh, in September. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and uh, we went down to Zacapa, Guatemala, uh, and we were working with an organization there called Hope of Life. Uh, they are a ministry that, uh, come on up guys, uh, that they have an orphanage, an adult care facility. They go out into the jungle and the mountain regions and they will rescue people that are in uh, deep uh, physical, and, and that are suffering from deep physical and mental um, conditions and they'll bring them on. They have a hospital on site where they'll help them recover and then they also have an orphanage and an adult care facility on site where they will then um, care for these people indefinitely. Um, and it's at a pretty amazing place. Of course, when we go on these mission trips, it's, it's not just to go help people. Uh, so many times, like when we do our prep before we go on these trips, we talk about the spiritual growth that we're going to encounter and um, that um, that's really the biggest takeaway when you come away from these things. Uh, it's not so much that we're gonna go and be the big hope you know, for these people in this third world country, but when we come back, there's so much spiritual growth that we uh, uh, experience. And that's kind of some of the things I'd like for some of the team to talk about. Because as we were there each night, each one of us would do a devotion with the rest of the team each night. And we would talk about the things that happened that day, the things that we were experiencing. And all of us that were on that team uh, had a pretty big spiritual takeaway that week. And I would love for, to hear from you guys. So this is Jason. Hi, my name is Jason Severson. My wife and I, Melissa, went on the trip here. And I just wanted to read a, a portion from the journal that I wrote while I was there. Wednesday, October 10th. When we first got here, I saw the pool and thought, what kind of message are they sending with this kind of luxury? I learned the reason today. We did construction today. Our job was to shovel dirt and rocks into one wheelbarrow and five five-gallon buckets from a dump truck provided pile of dirt from the front of the house to the back of the house where water was pushing in from a stream that was running behind the house. This was hard work. Then about halfway through the morning, another truck came and dumped another load of dirt, <laughs> dirt and rock. All day filling this trench, four feet high, six feet wide, 30 feet long, taught me a lesson. When God calls, pick up the phone and be ready for anything. Any other group could have done that work today, but we picked up the phone and we are better for it. The Bible teaches us to value everyone and treat them as ourselves. That house has needed that work done for two years. Hi, I'm Melissa Severson, and I'm terrified to be on stage. I'll just throw it out there. <laughs> um, I just wanna say, I myself wanted to go on a mission trip for probably uh, three years since I was baptized and every year it was another excuse and another reason why you know we couldn't get the money together or you know whatever the case may have been and um, you know this time I just you know I prayed about it and I said you know there's always going to be an excuse on why you can't you know fork over money and and go on a mission trip but at the end of the day it, it really wasn't about us um, we felt like we were doing good when we were there in Guatemala, um, but coming home, like it, it really just, it hit me hard that what I was bringing home was way more than what I brought there. Yeah. 
um, you know, we, we met so many people and so many kids and, um, <clears throat> you know, they all needed something. They all needed, they had nothing, but yet they had everything at the same time. And so it really taught me that, you know, even though here we have all of these things and houses and, you know, jobs and money and food, um, we really need Jesus and we need God. And, and that is really the only thing that you need in order to make you strong and to keep your family together and, and to spread love and, and joy, you know. So that's, that's kind of my takeaway with that. I'm Jeremy Boston. I'd uh, like to start off by saying thank you for the support of my family and also my church family with uh, going on this missions trip. Uh, to me, uh, this missions trip just really uh, validated my faith in God and uh, showed me that no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ or where you're at on this earth, that uh, he has a job for you, he has a purpose for you. You just, you got to show up for work. Thank you. My name is Joe. I am not terrified. Um, <laughs> I've been hinting I'm not allowed to talk all day long, so I'll make it quick. Um, the mission trip was something I wanted to do. I was on the edge about it. Uh, my wife pushed me to go to it because it's something I wanted to do. And I want to thank everybody like Jeremy did with just support um, and just the help that the church provided as well as many others. Uh, the mission trip was... It was, it was life-changing. Um, Jason made a, a, a comment that said about three-fourths of the way through the trip that he's more relaxed now than any vacation. And when he said that to me, it kind of stuck to me. When we were done, I was, I was calm. I was relaxed. And it, the, the trip was very impressive because it's, you get off the airport, you know, you get the people asking for stuff. But after that, once we got into the city, and stuff, people weren't asking for anything. They just wanted you to love them and play with them and help them in any way you can. So um, it's something just very, very, um, it's really life-changing because you, you just you experience so much that's not of the norm and we take so much for granted here that's, uh, you just don't realize how, how good we truly do have it. So thanks. So we're missing uh, Chip and Lorraine. They went with us also. They're out of town this weekend. But, uh, you know, they have very similar stories to all of this. And it was pretty amazing just to see uh, from the month that we met before we went on the trip and then while we were on there, uh, the th again, the spiritual growth that we all experienced, uh, even to the point where now we've all started a small group. So, you know, when you go on these missions trips, you, you, you form these lifelong friendships with these people. And, uh, and so... You know, we've already met once, and we're starting our small group. So it's 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 that kind of thing that, you know, we talk about community. We talk about the next steps in your um, in your spiritual formation that you're here. Well, if you've not done it yet, your next step may be to either join a small group or go on a missions trip, and both of those are available to you. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're planning our uh, 2019 missions trips now. You're going to be hearing more about that in the coming weeks. So if that is something that you're interested in, we do local missions trips where we work with. Livingston School, we have a mentoring program with Smith Station. These are all missions. These are things that people in this audience right here, you, 
can be a part of. Uh, we have emergency response teams that are on standby when we have natural disasters. That's a missions trip. If that's something that you want to be a part of, email missions at salemfields.com. And of course, we do on go on trips. We go on trips uh, uh, regionally uh, in, the nation, uh, in the U.S. And then we also go on some international trips, and all of those are available to you. So start praying now. See what God has for you, what he's calling you to do next. Uh, all, everybody that went on this trip, um, it was their very first missions trip. Uh, Jeremy, it was his first plane ride. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, I realized that one of the things that I needed to do as a leader of a missions trip is I need to bring, like, a kid leash for Joe. He was our resident toddler. <laughs> Five minutes in Guatemala, and I lost him. And, uh, but that's it. That's We've lost one. But you know what? If I come back with six out of seven, I feel like that's still a plus. Uh, anyway, if you haven't done a missions trip yet, you need to do a missions trip. Email missions at salemfields.com. We'll get you on the list, and we'll let you know what's coming up in uh, 2019. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Colin. And, and really, that's what we're about here at Salem Fields Community Church. You know, our mission is to share real hope with anyone everywhere. And so there are plenty of opportunities to do that. So definitely step out, you know, even if it, you've got nerves about it, uh, you can really truly make a difference both locally, nationally, and globally. Well, we have uh, some new members of the church. We've done a couple of membership classes over the last couple of months. And so if you became a member recently, why don't you stand up? We just want to recognize you. Yeah, they are. All right, sit next to me. There you go. Awesome. So we're going to be having a number, another membership class at the end of next month. And so, again, this is just a class where you can come. You can learn the DNA of Salem Fields Community Church and what we are all about. And then at the end of that, you can, too, become a member. And so it's a great uh, time. Really just want to encourage you guys to take advantage of that if you have not yet. Um, also, uh, you know, this is a time of the service where uh, we want to do just uh, some basic testimonies. You know, maybe you just have a st brief story that you want to just share of something God has done recently in your life. And you're just saying, you know what, I just want to heap some praise on God. And so we're going to have some mics that go around. So if you could just uh, raise your hand uh, again, just uh, we'll do a couple. Um, but if you got a brief testimony that you just want to share, uh, go right ahead. And I'm eight years old, and I want to tell you something real quick. And my mom's high school friend, her name's Laura, she passed away in November, and she treat when she vi she visited us in November, and she felt like an aunt me, and there's something else I want to tell you. A three-year-old named Macy was killed on a playground at preschool. I think that uh, deserves a little more explanation, so you guys aren't wondering <laughs> what, is, what in the world I'm um, exposing my eight-year-old to. So um, I did have a high school friend that passed away. Um, she was a Christian. She did visit us this, uh, this summer. Some of you may have met her while she was here. Um, but um, she, was, she struggled through some things, but she was on the right path. And just God, I really felt like God um, had just um, given my girls and us and her parents a real peace that it was just time for her to go home and rest and not have to struggle anymore. 
Um, but um, so my girls have, um, I'm really glad that God has um, given my girls the opportunity to know Auntie Laura, but also to watch um, what, what they've seen and how, um, how they've seen us walk in, in her death. Um, and Macy, um, it's, it's a big deal to Grace Ann because um, her family um, is a family of faith um, and Christ followers, and they have mailed out little tiny purple hearts. So if you find a purple heart around church somewhere, um, they, her parents organized um, a Facebook group to mail these around the country, and Macy has been able to do things that in, in her death that she's not been able to do in her life. And it's been um, neat to help her parents um, experience some of that for her. So that's what that all meant. <laughs> powerful. That's powerful. Anyone else? <laughs> all the way in the back. Good morning. Um, uh, my praise and my testimony actually has a lot to do with the little one I'm holding in my hands. Um, he was born 11 weeks premature, uh, had a lot of developmental issues and everything going on um, with the help of big support with our family and the church. Um, we weren't sure if he was going to be able to see. Uh, he went to the specialist about a week ago, and his eyes have fully developed and matured. Um, there's, there's a lot more to this story um, that a lot of you here already know, um, but he is our little Christmas miracle. Um, he's been through a lot, still has a long road to go. Um, he has surgery coming up when he's about 8 to 10 months old for a cleft palate. So if you can all just keep him in your prayers and keep our families in your prayers. Um, and we just want to praise God for giving him to us. Um, it's truly an amazing blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God is good. Anyone else? Anyone? Feeling their heart beating really fast, like they want to share something. There you go, in the back. Hello, my name's Corey. I just want to add to what she was just talking about in back. Um, it is a true blessing to that little one to come into our life. Um, I started in this church probably on and off four, four years ago, but I've been steady for three years. Um, this church and God's brought so much into my life. For one, Angie that was back there speaking has been a blessing to me and my son beside me. Um, it's been a big change in our life. Um, me, personally, I've had a big change in my life. I struggled um, before I met Angie, um, alcohol, drugs, um, free of that, you know, uh, just uh, a joy in my life um, now that I've opened my heart to the Christ. And uh, it's just amazing, like she said, that this little one has been blessed in our life. It's, um, it's my son's little brother, and uh, it's just a blessing that we are able to take care of this child and that we have this family of the church to help us and our our family, um, immediate family to help us. Um, we just thank all of y'all for, for everything. And I'm just, I'm blessed to have this church and I feel so happy in my life to, uh, 
just to live the way I've been living these past three years and just to keep praising God and he keep praising us. Thank y'all. Awesome. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll do one more. Anyone? Okay, um, I'm Bree. Um, I'm usually home for like four, I'm off at college, so I'm only home for like four Sundays a year. Um, I did not realize that church started at 10.30 now, so I am sorry, um, but I didn't make it. Um, I just was feeling extremely blessed to be sitting here and like looking around at all the people here. Um, someone asked me today why I like this church better than another one, and like the best way I could say it was just that I've grown up here, and you guys are my family. Um, just like looking around and like I've babysat so much of your children, so many of your children and like watched your, like your marriages work and, um, you guys have loved me. You keep tabs on me while I'm at school. Like this is the first place that I come when I'm back. And I'm so thankful that my mom brought me up in a church and I know that this is an important thing. Um, I don't miss it while I'm at school and I'm here and, um, she always saves me a seat. So thankful for all of you. I'm thankful that you all love me and keep tabs on me even when I'm not in Fredericksburg and. I'm literally shaking, but you guys are all wonderful, and I'm just so happy to see so many cars here today. You guys are great. Awesome. All right, Colin's got one more. The beginning of this year, I'm sorry. The beginning of this year was really hard. Um, January 2nd, we held my grandmother's funeral this year. <laughs> And it's been really hard for me to come back in here because of my work. Um, 2018 has been tough for my family. Um, we lost that grandmother the day after Christmas and another one the beginning of April. And, you know, it was really tough. I didn't think we were going to make it. I personally, being so close to that grandmother and then being the caregiver of the one that passed in April, I didn't think I was going to make it through the year. Um, however, my little brother just got married to last weekend, um, and we found out that my grandparents, my mother and father are going to be first-time grandparents here soon. And it's just been so many blessings given to my family after such a hard time, and all thanks given to God. Um, you all have received my family with open arms numerous times. And, you know, I don't know if anybody honestly believes in God, but he's real. And if you just let go and let him know, he knows all your problems, but talk to him, have that relationship with him. It's a real thing. Um, I feel so much better even just stepping in here. And I know I just came in, but this is honestly like the best way to start my week. And um, I just want to thank everybody for listening and to just for praying for everyone, for everything. And uh, thank you. And that's the thing in the body of Christ, we are one family, you know, and that's what we've been celebrating here this morning. We've been celebrating the life that has happened within this community. I mean, we've seen baptisms, we've seen baby dedications. You're seeing uh, the living God at work in people's lives, and that's something that we love to celebrate here at Salem Fields Community Church. And so if you have not uh, found Jesus and found that uh, life-giving source, uh, please find a pastor at the end of service. We would love to talk to you, and we would love to tell you more about that. Well, we're going to
continue to worship. And so if you just want to uh, join us, just begin to prepare your hearts uh, for communion here shortly. And let's just, uh, let's just praise God together and let's just worship him and let's just invite him uh, to move in these moments. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. 
you do today if during your New Year's celebration you're gathered with your loved ones and your family and, and, and the, mo the people who are uh, the most important to you and, and if you had one last chance to speak into their lives, what would you say to them? What would be your message? You might give them something to remember you by, something that's very special to you, family heirloom or whatever, and you want them to remember you by that, so you pass it on. You might say some very special words to them. You might give them a gift. That's what's going on, I believe, in Jesus' mind as he was preparing his life on the cross for the sins of the world. You see, he looked at those that he loved most, and he did something very special. Why? To help us to remember what it is that Jesus did for us. You see, he, he looked at his disciples on the night he was betrayed and he, and he held up the bread and I, you know, I forgot to bring one up. I got this little one here, but he held up the bread and, and, and he said to his disciples and he said, the scripture says he broke it. And he said to them, this is my body which is broken for you. Now Jesus knew what that meant because he knew what was going to happen to his body within the next few hours. He, he knew that he was going to be beaten without mercy. You know, he knew that he would be stripped down uh, naked and whipped over and over and over again and beaten so badly that people would not even know and recognize him as a human being. And so it was then that he said this, my, bro my body, that was broken for you. You know, sometimes we just take that piece of bread and we maybe break it and we don't give much thought to that. But when Jesus told us about this was his broken body, he understood the brokenness that he would suffer for you and I. 
He understood the beating that he would take. He understood the pain that he would experience. And then Jesus took some wine and, and poured it into a cup. And, and then in front of his closest friends, he held up the cup and he said to them, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and shed for me for the forgiveness of sins. And he says, as often as you gather together, drink this in remembrance of me. You see, the bread which represents his body, the wine which represents his blood. Communion, if you study the Greek, is very literally participating with Jesus. It's literally this morning when the cup and the bread is passed, it, it very literally is participating with Jesus by faith. We are participating with him in his death and, and in his burial. And the good news is we're celebrating with him in his resurrection. Communion, it's a participation. We're going to celebrate this morning. We are going to participate with Christ in his broken body, his shed blood, and more importantly for all of us, the resurrection of his life. And as we do so, we're participating with Christ and thousands and thousands of other believers for over 2,000 years for, from around the world who participate with the blood and with the body of Jesus. It's described this way in 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Paul asks the question, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? You see, participating in the death and the resurrection by faith in who Jesus is. As we prepare to participate this morning in the Lord's Supper, I just want to say this right up front. You don't have to be a member of Salem Fields Community Church to, to share in communion here. If you have a sincere appreciation for the shed blood, broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ, you can share at this table. And you might say to yourself, well, I'm not worthy. Yeah, you're worthy because none of us are worthy. We are worthy because of Christ's broken body and his shed blood. So all are welcome today if you have a sincere appreciation for what Christ did for us on the cross. But the Lord's Supper, I want to just quickly give us three things that the Lord's Supper encourages us to do. The Lord's Supper encourages us to look within. A man ought to examine himself, Paul said, before he eats the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on him. So, so what do you see when you look within yourself this morning? What do you see? And our response to this simple question will help us determine what we need to do today as we participate, as we participate with Christ in communion. For example, there may be those of us who would say, you know, uh, what honestly, my heart is filled with simple things. And really, I, I've just been, you know, I, I, I've been sinning. So for you today, communion may, will be an act of repentance. Maybe like never before, you're aware of what the shed blood of Jesus Christ means to you as he washes away and forgives your sin. Maybe that's your, what you see. Look within. Take a moment right now and just take a look at what's within your heart. Do you have a need for God's forgiveness this morning? 
Not only is it a time to look within, but it's a time to look back. It's a time to look back. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. As you look back today, as you prepare your hearts to participate with Jesus, what God memory is most special to you? What God moment in your life in 2018 is most special to you? Something that God's done for you in the past that gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling of just how wonderful God has been to you in the past. Take a moment and think, what was that special moment in your life where you sense God's presence? Finally, communion encourages us to look ahead. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The question that I ask is this, what are you looking forward to in 2019? What are you looking forward to with God uh, when you, you die or, 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 or if he would return today? What are you looking for when you pass from this life to the next life? Some of you may have lost someone from your family and they're not here anymore. Or they're in heaven today. And you, and you look forward to seeing them again. Or maybe you're just looking forward to seeing Jesus and thanking him for all that he's done for you. What are you looking ahead to in your relationship with Jesus Christ? What are you looking ahead to when you pass from this life to the next? What is it today as we share in communion together? Are you anticipating in the future, in your relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You, Lord, that You gave Yourself completely for us today. And Father, as we uh, take a moment, Lord, to look within, maybe as You looked within this morning, You realized that You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, maybe You realize that you know what, maybe there was a time in your life, in your childhood, that, that you knew Christ. And yet today you would look at your life and say, I'm lost. My life's a wreck. Sin has just messed me up. And maybe today you need to ask God to forgive you. Just simply, the Bible says that we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and He will forgive us all of our sins. Today, you just simply ask God to forgive you and invite Him into your life. Father, we thank you today. And if you've asked Christ into your life today, we just say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. There's a table out in the foyer when you leave today that can help you better understand what I'm trying to say to you today. Maybe today there's something that just warms your heart that you just want to remember today. God, help us to remember that you're the same God yesterday, today, 
and forevermore. And what you did yesterday, Father, you can do it again today. And Father, maybe today we just need that encouragement as we remember back. But God, we look in anticipation to the future. Not only 2019, but we look forward to the future and beyond to eternal life. So this morning, Father, as we serve, as we share together, as we participate in your broken body and your shed blood, help us to remember by faith that we are gathered around the table with Jesus. We're gathered around the table with Jesus. He's here. He's present. And he wants to serve us. We have some folks that are going to come and they're going to serve you. If we could all just hold it, the bread, the little chip of bread and the cup of juice, if we could hold it and we could participate together. Thank you, Jesus.
Today, the end of the year, our last celebration service, it'd be nice to share as a family, take it together, uh, all together at one time, and uh, everyone been served? So just imagine for a moment that you're seated at the table with Jesus. You really don't have to imagine it because he is here. And he has served you the bread. Everyone take your bread. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it, and he gave thanks, and they shared together. Let's take and eat. And after the dinner and after the bread had been served, he took the juice, and he said, this is my body, the blood of the new covenant. Take and drink. May it serve you blameless till the coming of Christ Jesus. Just take a moment and thank Jesus for his great sacrifice for you. Thank you, Father, for your love, your grace. Thank you, Father, for thinking of us when you were gathered around that table some 2,000 years ago. You thought of us. Thank you for allowing us to participate with you. Lord, we celebrate today that you're no longer dead, but you are alive and you're seated at the right hand of the Father and you're talking to God on our behalf and we're so thankful for that, Lord. We pray, Lord, as we launch into 2019, Lord, that God, you would be with us. Lord, that you would just give us a sense of hope and a sense of your presence in our life and bring healing to those who of us who God may be looking for you to just help us during this new year to understand ourselves better and understand you better, God. I thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving yourself completely for us. And we give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you guys.